0: Hello and welcome to the Green Eggs and Sam Cane Violation Crossover Podcast We're doing the first half of the second round today So, uh, might spend a little less time on each guy But you know, we'll see how much green he knows. So let's get right into it. The thirty-first pick of the draft was Andrew Neep Andrew Nemhard. Nemhard. And uh, he uh, was a fifth-year senior at Gonzaga. You were saying? Yes, he
1: started his career at Florida in the SEC. Uh, started as a true freshman five years ago. Now uh, played a lot of minutes both his freshman and sophomore years, uh, ran the team. And he's actually one of the rare sit-out transfers anymore because these guys are almost always automatically eligible and don't have to use the old rule that said you had to sit out for a season. But, yeah, he played two years at Florida, transferred to Gonzaga, and had to sit out that first season and then played two more seasons. So he spent two in the SEC and then three at Gonzaga, but only played two at Gonzaga. So. Five years to play four, so he's an older guard. And, uh, yeah, brings a little bit of experience compared to some of these other young bucks coming up in the draft this year. Is there potential to
0: be a rotation player, like or maybe like a career backup point guard, perhaps?
1: So I feel like that's going to be his role. Yeah, he's never going to be a superstar. Um, but, yeah, coming into the league at 22, 23 years old, he's definitely going to bring some leadership and have a presence with the other younger guys and yeah I think he could be a rotational type of piece right away I don't think he'll end up in the G League this year I think he'll make the roster Uh, he was one of the better point guards in the whole country last season at Gonzaga led them deep into the tournament two years in a row played in a lot of big time games even going back to his Florida days in the SEC he's got to work on the jump shot a little bit yet uh, as far as the three-point jump shot goes. But he can attack the basket. Very good distributor. He's going to get his guys in the proper spots. He's used to playing with NBA talent at both Florida and Gonzaga. Sure. Played with Chet Holmgren, other pros that have come through Gonzaga, and other teammates that he's left behind there that will be future NBA players. So he's not going to be phased by the bright lights. And, uh, yeah, I really like this player. It's a quality pick at the start of the second round. It's about where he belongs, I would say. Is he good throwing lobs? Was he throwing lobs at Chet? Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah, no very doubt nice. about it. All he right. He can really push it in transition, too. It's interesting you brought that up. Yeah, he's very fast with the basketball. Okay.
0: So, yeah, maybe he'll be throwing lobs to Isaiah Jackson. Let's hope so. We'll see. All right. So, we'll move on to 32. It's Caleb Houston. He's a freshman out of Michigan, going to the Orlando
1: Magic. Uh, Is he a good shooter? Is is that his uh, bread and butter? Yeah, that's definitely his calling card. That's why he got picked in this spot. And I would say that he's the classic case of do I stay or do I go. Uh, He kept his name in the draft, but he sounded like he was really on the fence until the very last moment and you can see that getting picked at this spot it's like he was that close to the guaranteed money but in a lot of cases for these guys it sounds like they have a guarantee from some teams like a gentleman's handshake that says hey if you're available at this spot we're gonna pick you Mm -hmm. so even if you're not a guaranteed first rounder if you're gonna go early second round like we've talked about in the past you could get a more beneficial deal at that spot anyway so Mm -hmm. if he had a guarantee to get picked at this spot it's probably going to work out well for him I felt like he could have used another year Uh, he was a big time recruit kind of underachieved most of the season but I did see great improvement from him in February and March he started making some big shots big time threes down the stretch for Michigan as The team had struggled up until, like, late February, early March, and then they turned it on to get into the tournament, and he was a big part of that turnaround. Oh, wow, okay. He's also – he's a very young kid. He's one of the younger guys in this draft. 2003 birthday. Yep. Barely draft eligible, I believe, for this draft. So Mm -hmm. you're going to see a lot of development. Not super athletic. uh, Probably has to bulk up a little bit. But, yeah, he may find his way onto the court end of next season just because of that three-point jump shot. wouldn't think right away, but we'll see. Okay.
0: Well, we're recording this on July 24th, and as of today, he has not been officially signed yet, so we'll see if they end up maybe giving him another two-way spot. It looks like they already have Admiral Schofield in the first two-way spot, so perhaps they'll give Caleb the other one. Maybe they just want to see how he does at training camp. So... Other than that, it's a pretty pretty deep roster. A lot of uh, young guys and veterans. So even if he does happen to make the 15-man roster, it's going to be hard to get playing time off the bat, especially with all these guards. So probably looking at a Lakeland Magic uh, first year for uh, Caleb. So we'll move on to the next pick. It's... Christian Coloco, right? Did I say it? Right? Christian Coloco, Coloco, like for loco. Oh, oh, okay, Coloco. Junior out of Arizona, he'll be going to. Looks like the Raptors. Yep, the Raptors. Wow, seven-one center. Is he? A, is he a swatter? Is he swat shots at the rim?
1: No doubt about it. I yeah. really like this guy in college at Arizona. Like I'd mentioned to you in a previous episode, they ran the most beautiful offense that I've seen on the collegiate level in a long, long time, maybe ever. So you had Benedict Matherin and Dalen and Terry on the wing, like I was saying, moving the ball around. And they had Coloco and another big man who also both passed the ball really well for big men. And it was just really pretty to watch. And in addition to blocking shots when they would get out and run and transition there weren't many big men that could keep up with this guy in the full court so you were seeing lobs from Terry and Matherin of this guy in transition he's going to be a rim runner he's got a decent looking shot Um, I'm sure he'll continue to improve that made a decent amount of his free throws I don't have the percentage in front of me but it looked like a good solid form shot and that'll yeah definitely continue to develop and he's going to be there defensively rebounding probably has to bulk up a little bit but Yeah, this is a really good pick, I would say, at the beginning of the second round. I'm kind of surprised he wasn't a first-round pick, honestly.
0: Okay. Yeah, same situation as Houston. He uh, has not been officially signed yet. He's actually listed as the only seven-footer on the roster, so maybe he has a shot. I'm looking at their center rotation here, the Raptors, and... It looks like their centers are a bit undersized. They have Kem Birch, 6'9", Chris Boucher, also 6'9". So maybe there's a chance for him to make the 15-man roster, just to have that big shot blocker in there, perhaps? Um, Do you think he he needs a lot of development before getting some serious NBA minutes, like 10 minutes a game or something like that?
1: So as a junior at Arizona, he's got a fair amount of polish and has played a good amount of big-time basketball in the Pac-12. So I see Chris Boucher there. He's kind of an established NBA player at this point, also a big-time shot blocker, as I recall. Mm -hmm. Um, But like you said, the size is lacking. This is a legit 7-footer, seven one. I think he's going to make that roster if you had to ask me and if I had my best guess. Make the roster not a two-way? I don't know how that breaks down, honestly, as far as the NBA roster goes. But based on what you're telling me as far as the construction of the Raptors right now, it doesn't sound like they have many bigs. Unless they go out and sign someone else, Um, maybe you start Chris Boucher, and then this is your backup big man, I, I would think.
0: Yeah, it looks like they have both of their two-way spots filled. So, all right, maybe they're going to see how this guy does in training camp. and Yeah. You know, this... Maybe they'll figure out if they need a more veteran big
1: man to be the third uh, third center. Again, I would just say that this guy easily could have been a first-round pick. So I I would think he's got a good shot at making the roster based on the way it sounds right now.
0: Okay. All right, so we'll see what happens with uh, our buddy Christian. We'll move on to 34. Jalen Williams, I'm getting deja vu here. On the thunder? But it's a different Jalen Williams. So this Jalen Williams, his first name is spelled J-A-Y-L-I-N. He's a sophomore out of Arkansas. Uh, is he similar to the other Jalen Williams, or are they
1: completely different players? Do they look alike? Completely different players. They don't really look much alike. Uh, <laughs> I think maybe they both have kind of big hair. The first one definitely did. I think sometimes this guy also wears like a fro. Okay. But other than that, they're very different. So I had a lot of fun watching this guy play in the SEC for a couple years for Arkansas and he played a lot of five-man at arkansas i see they list him as a power forward i think he could do either or in the nba probably slide him back and forth Um, when he was a younger player he didn't have much of an offensive game and i watched him over this past season stepping out and knocking down mid-range jump shots often for a really good arkansas team Uh, What got him on the floor early in his career was his rebounding and shot blocking because he's well-built, very sturdy, definitely athletic enough to block shots in the NBA as well. So the improvement I saw on the offensive end this past season was probably just enough to get him picked in the second round for now. So that's going to have to continue to develop. It's going to take some time offensively in the NBA. But what got him onto the floor initially in college could potentially get him on the floor right away in the NBA too as far as he's not going to be overmatched physically or athletically. And while he's not going to score a ton of points in the NBA right away, the rebounding, the block shots, that'll help. He's also a very good passer for a big man. So he can move the basketball um, if he can just be a threat to knock down the 15 to 18 foot jump shot. He's not gonna stretch it out to NBA three right away, but okay. hopefully he can develop that good free throw shooter. He'll continue to to, to develop that offensive game. Okay, well, the Thunder
0: have so many uh, guys on their roster right now. They have 17 signed guys. It looks like they've already signed um, both Jalen Williams. Um, I mean, of course they're going to sign the first-round guy. But, yeah, so it's surprising. We'll see if uh, if they end. I'd imagine if they signed him already, they're going to keep him and probably get rid of someone like, I don't know, Theo Madeline. Maybe they'll get rid of Derek Favors. But the fact that they signed a second-round pick so quickly, it probably means they have a lot of faith in him, I'd imagine. I wonder how it works with the jerseys, though, because sometimes when you have like, you know, two players with the same last names on teams, they'll put their like initial of their first name on the jersey because you got Kenrich Williams on the team as well. <laughs> so his jersey might say Kay Williams. But then what do you do with with both Jalen's? Do you have one jersey say J A L dot Williams and then the other J A Y dot Williams? I
1: feel like I've seen as many as three letters of a first name <laughs> preceding a last name on a jersey. Oh I don't think God. I've ever seen four, but yeah, I bet you you'll see three.
0: That's that's funny. I don't know if the NBA does. That. I guess they do. I guess they pro they probably have to.
1: The NFL used to, and I believe they've moved away from that. Okay, um, but yet. You'd see it sometimes in college sports, and I I feel like I've seen that in the NBA before, too, maybe up to three letters. So. Yeah.
0: Well, we'll see. Um, <laughs> that'll be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll move on to number 35. It is Max Christie, freshman out of Michigan State, shooting guard. He's going to the Lakers. Um. All right. Is this guy going to spread the floor for LeBron?
1: I'm sure that's the idea of why they brought him in there, and I would say that this guy's trajectory is very similar to a guy that we just spoke about a little bit, and Caleb Houston, also from the Big Ten from Michigan. Uh, these guys are both very young guys, came in with big reputations, did the one-and-done route. <laughs> Played big-time basketball as freshmen, started basically from day one. Maybe underachieved a little bit based on uh, the reps coming in, uh, but clearly NBA teams still see them as really potential players down the road if they're taking them early second round. Uh, not sure that he'll get minutes right away, but when you lose a guy that was like as productive as like a Malik Monk this past season for them maybe they could see him sliding into a role like that eventually being you know a guy off the bench that can get you buckets i think that would be his calling card in the nba eventually also like houston young thin you know not really bulked up enough to take a pounding in the nba all the time So I don't know that this is a guy that's going to play right away. Maybe similar to Houston, like you were saying, might end up in the G League for a little bit to start. Maybe gets a call-up towards the end of the season. But, yeah, Christie is a very good shooter. Um, Came in with the reputation as a big-time athlete as well. I didn't get to see that a ton this past season. The shot is nice, similar to Houston. Very similar players. So maybe they have a future two, three, four years down the road. I wouldn't expect much right away, though. Very young. It was a February 2003 birthday. There you go. Yeah,
0: I mean, last year it seemed like a lot of young guys on the Lakers got a chance, but I think that was because they had so many veteran guys who were just old and tired that they needed to inject some youth into the rotation. So the Lakers have kind of switched gears this year they've uh, brought in a lot a lot of um younger talent they brought in uh Thomas Bryant from the Wizards, Lonnie Walker, and then they got Troy Brown Jr., Juan Toscano Anderson, who isn't that young but still. Oh and it looks like Damian Jones as well. They just signed Damian Jones, who we saw play. So, yeah, they're they're going a much different route. I, I was looking at their roster again. I think it was yesterday, and I was just amazed. There was two guys from the 2003 draft on their roster, and then another two guys from the 2004 draft, and Dwight Howard and Trevor Ariza. It's insane. So, uh, I mean, it's smart that they're, they're getting younger. We'll see um, if uh, these guys can... You know, play play some serious basketball because LeBron's gonna want to win. He's gonna want want to win, um, you know, some playoff series. He's not gonna want to. I did they? Even, I don't even think they made the the play in last year. No, I don't think they did. Yeah, they they're pretty bad. So, um, yeah, this guy might go to the South Bay Lakers for a bit. Injuries might happen, though. You never know. He could get a shot. So we'll see. It seems like LeBron always likes his shooters. Maybe there's an opportunity for Christie. So we'll move on to the next pick. It's number 36, Gabrielle Proceda. He's going to uh, the Portland Trailblazers. He's Italian, so he's playing overseas. We don't. Know too much about him, so hopefully he'll uh crack that Portland rotation quickly. But we shall see. <laughs> Sorry, Gabrielle. Next pick, number 37, Jaden Hardy going to Sacramento, or no, he's going to Dallas. He's going to Dallas to back up Luka, perhaps. But he's from the G League Ignite. Also didn't see a ton of uh, those games. Uh, and by a ton, I mean none at all. I believe he had a pretty good summer league, though, yeah, for Dallas. Let's let's get the highlight machine up here. 28 points in summer league debut. Oh, my God. All right, we got an ad here for the Air Force. Please, please go away. I'm trying to watch Jaden Hardy. Okay, we're not going to enlist. All right, here we go. Jaden Hardy. Let's see. Oh, nice scoop layup. Very nice. Well, let's fast forward to the middle. at this whoa very aggressive around the basket but can he shoot can he shoot um no did did he miss that oh okay so he missed it then the other team got the rebound but he stole the pass wow okay nice dunk nice dunk watching highlights um from his debut against the Bulls. So yeah, looks good, looks aggressive. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Because Dallas has some young guys on the bench. They I believe they have Josh Green. I don't know what his deal is. I think he was kind of in the playoff rotation last year. Maybe coming in for like 10 minutes, if that. So we'll see. We'll see if he can back up Luka. Maybe he can be a replacement for Jalen Brunson.
1: What do you think of that shooting stroke? Look okay? Looks great, and I'll tell you the little bit that I do know about this guy. Uh, I know all the big programs in the country wanted him, including Kentucky, and he was a top three recruit in his class and ended up going the G League route. Kind of surprised that he ended up in the second round because everything I heard about him was positive. Uh, But it clearly looks like he's going to give you some scoring punch off the bench. And, yeah, looks pretty polished for a young buck. Yeah, he does. I'm surprised he he dropped that
0: low. I don't know. The, The G League thing has been sort of a mixed bag so far. Who's been the best G League Ignite player Maybe maybe Moody? Moses Moody? Was he a G League player? No, he was Arkansas. No, no.
1: I don't know, actually. You're thinking of Kaminga? Kaminga, yeah, yeah, the other Warriors
0: pick. The other
1: Warriors pick. Yeah, probably him. Got 10 was... a game last year as a rookie. That's pretty good.
0: Yeah, I'd say so. Move on to the next pick, Kennedy Chandler. He is going to... The Memphis Grizzlies, oh boy, that's a pretty deep team. But you were you were telling me you've seen this guy play a little bit. So
1: can he maybe crack
0: the rotation if there's like three injuries? Maybe.
1: So this was another big-time recruit uh, similar to Jaden Hardy in that class. And Kennedy Chandler broke John Calipari's heart as well. We wanted him badly, didn't get him. Our rival Tennessee got him. And that's when we ended up going and getting Ty Ty Washington, which worked out great for us. Uh, but all throughout uh, the early part of their freshman years and even going back to high school, Kennedy Chandler was rated much higher. Uh, so kind of surprised to see him slip down into the second round. Looked like he was going to be a first round pick throughout the whole process. It's a lot of value to get him at this pick. I think he had a very, very good freshman season. Uh, made big shots. He's got a lot of swagger. I'll say that. He's got a ton of confidence, and he backs it up when he goes out there and plays. Really like this player. Uh, like you said, it's going to be tough for him to get on the floor immediately in Memphis. Uh, but another young guy, a one and done. Going to continue to develop. Very much... A scoring point guard but very willing to distribute played around other really good players at Tennessee and I wouldn't call him like a ball hog or anything he can just really score uh, but he can also distribute kind of a prototypical NBA point guard anymore it's gonna knock down a good amount of his three-point shots Uh, yeah but the thing that sticks out the most with him is the the swagger and the confidence Really? really like it yes
0: you, you say he's like a Cameron Thomas sort of thing? Cameron Thomas isn't really a passer, though. He's, he's more, more of a, a scoring scorer.
1: guard. Yeah. It's funny, you just brought up an LSU guy, though. You know who he yeah. kind of reminds me of, who hasn't got a lot of NBA burn yet, um, but I think will eventually be in the NBA full-time. It's Javante Smart from LSU.
0: Oh, I think the Heat actually just waved him, unfortunately. Yeah. am not sure if he ended up somewhere else. I'll check real
1: quick. But the swagger is kind of like Javante Smart. Score first, point guard, a little bit.
0: Okay. Yeah, it looks like Smart didn't end up anywhere else. Okay, so this is this is a guy that can play for the Memphis Hustle, and then if you know... Maybe Tyus Jones bangs his elbow and gets hit in the funny bone, needs to sit out a game. Well, you got Kennedy Chandler to come in and back up John Morant. So, we'll see. We'll see. uh, Memphis doesn't seem to be afraid to ever play their young guys. I mean, we saw how Desmond Bain, another second-round pick, was able to develop right away. So... Yeah, looking good, looking good. We'll move on to the next pick. It's um, another guy from overseas, Khalifa Diop. He's from Senegal. Looks like he played in Spain. He'll be going to... Where's he going to go to? Looks like the Cavs. Okay, so... He is a draft and stash. The Cavs are going to um, let him stay in Spain for another year. So he was thirty 39th pick. Our first official draft and stash. Seems kind of early for a draft and stash. Although, I think the earliest draft and stash I can think of is when the Celtics picked Gershon Buselli in the first round. Pick number 16. That is pretty low for... Her. A draft and stash. That was a year we just had way too many picks. and you know That was a problem with Danny Angie. He was just hogging these picks for so long. And then we would just have too many to make. And he wouldn't know what to do with them. And he just picking guys that couldn't stick in the league. R.J. Hunter. It's unfortunate. Move on to the next pick, though. Number 40, Bryce McGowan's freshman out of Nebraska. He's going to Charlotte. He's a swing man. He's a swing man. Maybe he can take some of those minutes that Miles Bridges had last year, or is this guy going to be a project?
1: So, again, this is another real young guy, one and done. Uh, Needs to work on the body a little bit. He's actually a bigger guard, but just still very thin. Can really score it, though on a bad team at Nebraska, and it was interesting because he was the shooting guard mostly, played a little bit of three as well, but his brother was the point guard. His brother actually started out at Pitt and ended up transferring to Nebraska when his brother committed to Nebraska, so they got to play together in the backcourt last year. Again, they didn't have very much success, but this McGowans was basically the star of the team. He's probably not gonna get a ton of minutes right away, I would say. May not start in the G League, may make the roster. uh, But yeah, there's a lot of potential there. Can really score it. Super athletic. Gotta work on the jump shot a little bit yet, like a lot of these guys. He's not the shooter that the aforementioned like Houston and Christie are. Those Mm -hmm. guys can step in and make shots right away. This guy's more of a slasher wing type player. If he bulks up, he could probably play some three too. So maybe like a,
0: a taller, but similar to like a young Avery Bradley, perhaps. Bradley wasn't much of a shooter early in his career, but you brought up the slashing. He
1: he would always find a way to get a bucket by like slashing. There whatnot. you go. Yeah. I mean, it's it's tough to compare anybody to Bradley's prowess defensively, though. I uh, wouldn't that, want to put that yeah, on true. this guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But offensively, very possible. Yeah, sure. he likes to attack yeah. the basket. And uh, yeah, long and lean. It's a little bit bigger than Bradley, but not stronger yet. Bradley was kind of physically built. Hopefully this guy can bulk up a little bit and I think he'll have an NBA career.
0: Okay. Yeah, there should be some of an opportunity on Charlotte since they won't have one of their big players this season. So everyone the rotation kind of moves up a little. We'll probably see more James Booknight, I'd imagine. We barely saw him at all last year. It seemed like he didn't get along with the coach. Uh, Borrego, I think that was his name. And uh, he's no longer there. I think they brought back Steve Clifford, believe it or not. Yes, they did. Oh, my God. Okay,
1: so... And this was because they got turned down by Kenny Atkinson, correct?
0: Yeah, that's right. Atkinson was gonna do it, but I guess uh last minute Atkinson just decided not to. And I guess the reason was because he's he has a family who's, you know, really situated over in California, so I get it. I get it. Plus they I mean, this team just won a championship, the Warriors, so good on him so yeah it's interesting that they go back to steve clifford i always thought that was strange when you know teams fire coaches and then they bring them back like three years later i mean what really has changed you know
1: this sounds like it was a third option though too because i'd heard that the job was coming down to atkinson or d'antoni and jordan chose Atkinson, and then Atkinson stood him up, <laughs> so he kind of had to go back to Clifford. It sounded yeah. like when you're down to two candidates, and that happens, that's not a good sign. Yeah, uh, and that was right around the time all the Miles Bridges stuff was happening too. So it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens there.
0: I'm curious if there's anyone from Clifford's first tenure still on the team. Let's I'm going to look that up. All right, Steve Clifford was. With the Hornets till 2018,
1: so Bridges would have been there. Oh 2017 God. draft, right?
0: Yeah, I think he's their longest tenured guy. I'm pretty sure that's it. And I, it's odd. He's technically not on the team right now because he's a restrictive free agent. Wow, hasn't signed uh, the qualifying offer. It's uh, Charlotte didn't with withdraw it or anything like that. It's just if he signs it then he's you know only making 5 million a year but that might be you know 5 million more than any other team in the league's going to offer him so i i don't know this it's such a messy situation it's it's not good at all all right so i'm looking at the last hornets roster that Steve Clifford had and I'm not recognizing anyone who's still... Oh my God, Kit Gilchrist, what happened to him? Seriously. Um... It looks like Bridges wasn't even here yet. This, yeah, 2017-18. Bridges was the 2018
1: draft? I thought he was 17. Let's double check.
0: And he was 18,
1: yeah. Okay. Just missed him,
0: huh? All right. So there's there's no one coming back from uh or there's no one from Steve Clifford's first tenure still in the Hornets. Although there were rumors that Kemba Walker might come back and play with the Hornets. Which uh I mean would make sense. There's not there's definitely not a starting point guard job from anywhere in the league. Unless like the Spurs or the Pacers want to start a veteran but that wouldn't make any sense so let's move on to our next pick which is EJ Liddell he'll be going to the New Orleans Pelicans oh my god this is amazing it's a pick that wasn't traded five different times in the past decade so this has always been New Orleans' second-round pick. You were telling me about Liddell a little bit. You were saying he's like the classic
1: power forward. The classic old-school Old-school po- power, power,
0: power forward. forward,
1: but he can shoot, right? He can step out and shoot it. He's kind of built a little bit like a Charles Oakley type. Oh. And if you remember Oakman back in the day, he could step out and shoot that mid-range. Mm-hmm. Liddell's actually got a little bit more range than that. He could make college three-pointers, and I think that would continue to expand out to the NBA three-point line. But this guy is a favorite of mine in the college basketball world the past couple years. Just, like, huge legs, not going to get pushed around in the paint. So while he can step out and shoot it, he's going to be banging down with four men, five men, a little bit undersized to be a five-man. Um, But really physically strong, definitely physically ready for the NBA. And like you said, this pick hadn't been traded, so clearly New Orleans wanted this guy. And it's really unfortunate because what I saw in summer league, I didn't see the actual injury, but it looked like he tore up his knee in summer league and he's probably going to miss the season. This could have been his senior season at Ohio State. Really unfortunate. At least he'll be getting paid somehow, Mm some way. Uh, but it looks like you're not going to see this guy until the 23-24 mm-hmm. season. Yeah. But I think he would have contributed in so, at some level pretty much immediately because he's physically ready to play in the NBA, aside from now the knee injury.
0: Yeah, that's too bad. It can be tough for second-round picks because they don't have a lot of time to really prove themselves, especially with um – you know, the amount of guaranteed years they're given. Now, sometimes second-round picks can get uh, four-year deals where um, the last couple years aren't guaranteed similar to a first-round pick. So, I, it looks like Liddell has, you know, a legitimate roster spot. He's not a two-way guy, it looks like. Um, let me see if I can pull up any contract details here. Okay, it looks like he hasn't signed his contract yet, so, ugh, that's tough. He might not be getting paid at all this season. It might just, might just be a rehab season for the guy, because I'm reading on hoop Hoop's rumors here. He has yet to sign a contract. The Pelicans don't currently have an opening on the 15-man roster though they have a two-way slot available. So, yeah, okay, maybe he takes one of the the two-way slots so he can rehab with the team. I feel like even if they they don't sign him to a contract, they'll they'll find a way to, you know, pay for his rehab and everything like that. It's kind of an interesting situation. You don't doesn't happen too often where you know you got a draft pick in summer league, it in, injures himself, and you know it's it's where you haven't even signed him yet. So it's kind of like, oh, is the team responsible to pay for his rehab? I mean, they should. They they used a, a draft pick to acquire this person, so. We shall see what happens with Liddell. Uh, But, you know, hopefully a speedy recovery. Hopefully he doesn't come back too soon. And, um, yeah, hopefully he uh, becomes a rotation player someday. So we'll move on to our next pick. It is number 42, Trevor Keels. Freshman out of Duke. Oh, man. All right, so he's playing
1: pretty local from uh where he went to college it sounds to me like they've got a lot of guards in front of him already in new york Mm -hmm. Um, when you look at like a quentin grimes i think he would probably be competing with a quentin grimes or a miles mcbride for minutes so i would say he'd probably be a little bit behind them Uh, but the upside is there this is another value pick in the second round i saw they list him as a shooting guard He's really a combo guard. He played a lot of point last year for Duke, too. He was kind of like their backup point guard. Early in the season, he looked great when he was just playing on the wing, scoring. Uh, Then he had an injury, and when he came back, particularly A.J. Griffin had stepped up on the wing for them, Uh, the first-round pick for the Hawks that we spoke about earlier. Keel seemed to be ahead of Griffin earlier in the season. Uh, but by the end of the year, Griffin had surpassed him as kind of the scoring punch on the wing. So he got a lot of backup point guard minutes, which is probably good for his versatility going into the NBA. Uh, but, yet, in the right situation, he can really score it and yet give you backup point guard minutes as well. Uh, I think he needs to work defensively. But this this young man is physically strong. Doesn't necessarily have to bulk up to get onto the floor. Um, but, yeah, I think Quentin Grimes is probably a pretty fair comparison, uh, both physically strong. Grimes is probably the better defender right now, so that's probably going to get him on the court a little bit more. Uh, but, yeah, he's going he's gonna to be in a rotation somewhere. And I would think, yeah, Danny Ainge might be interested in the Donovan Mitchell deal.
0: Yeah, no doubt. It's, I mean, why not get as many young players as you can? Especially uh, with the Jazz clearly looking to rebuild after trading Rudy Gobert,
1: so uh, this looked like a surefire first-round pick before his injury, though. Really?
0: Okay. Yeah, it's that's, that's too bad. It's hard to really, you know, talk about this Knicks roster. I feel like something big's gonna happen. I feel like the Mitchell trade is still on the table. We're recording this July twenty-fourth. It very well could be done by the time you're hearing this. Probably not going to be released till August, so we uh, 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 we'll see what the Knicks end up doing. Um, I mean, they'll probably screw everything up again, but you know, hopefully not. Number forty-three, Musa Diabate.
1: Musa Diabate.
0: Dia, Diabate. Power forward. France. He went to Toledo. So it's not a huge.
1: No, that's Michigan. Diabate is Michigan.
0: Oh, Michigan. Okay. He went to Michigan. Freshman out of Michigan. So uh, it's probably going to be a two way guy on the Clippers, I'd imagine. Let's see if the Clippers have assigned their two way contracts yet because we're getting kind of deep into the second round here. All right, it looks like they already have their um, their guys here. What, what can you tell me about um, Diabate?
1: So kind of going hand-in-hand hand with his freshman teammate from Michigan that we just spoke about earlier in the second round, Caleb Houston, both of their decisions came down to the last minute as far as the draft process, if they wanted to leave their names in or pull their names out and return for their sophomore seasons at Michigan. And they both decided to leave their names in, and here we are seeing both of them go relatively early in the second round. I think they both had obviously hoped to be first-round picks, but maybe this is a situation where he had another guarantee from, say, the Clippers that, hey, if you're there at that spot still, we're definitely going to take you and maybe give you that Mm two-way deal. So... Again, it's not a first-round contract, but this could work out very well for this player. Uh, another guy who maybe suffered from the team's performance a little bit because Michigan did not live up to their, their preseason billing. But again, like Houston, improved as February and March went on and probably went from being a guy that wouldn't have been picked in February uh, to now a guy that gets a two-way deal. Classic modern-day NBA four man, I would say. Now, this is a guy that can play inside, outside, step out a little bit. Kind kind of thin of build at this point. Definitely has to bulk up, uh, but plays pretty ferociously around the rim. Uh, not a great outside shooter yet. Got to work on that free throw and, you know, stepping out and making NBA threes. But, yeah, somebody that came in with a big-time reputation and hopefully has an NBA future. Personally, between the two, I liked Houston a little bit more uh, because he's got the NBA three-point ball going right now. But this is a very athletic player that's going to have an impact at some point. Probably not right away, though.
0: Okay. So, yeah, um, I looked it up, and uh, he actually has signed um, for a two-way with the Clippers. So he'll probably be in the G League for most of the year. Their G League team is called the Ontario Clippers. It's Ontario, California, not Canada. I had to look it up. I was really thrown off when I saw that. So, yeah, I mean, the Clippers, they don't have a ton of young guys. So maybe at some point they'll... The injuries might stack up. I mean, I know Kawhi Leonard's coming back. Paul George has an injury history. So, you know, maybe there'll they'll be an opportunity. Maybe there'll be, like, one game where they're playing, like, say, I don't know, the Spurs, and some of the, the veteran guys are banged up, and they're just like, listen, let's let's just relax this game. Let's... Let's put uh, Musa out there. See what he can do. See if he can uh, get some buckets around the rim there. So we'll see if he gets an opportunity. We'll move on to our next pick, and that is at number forty-four. It's Ryan Rollins from Toledo. He's going to Golden State. Uh, has he signed a two-way deal? It doesn't look like it. Uh, Is Ryan Rollins gonna get an opportunity for this championship team?
1: So, it's funny, because similar to Patrick Baldwin, who they picked late first round in Golden State, this guy went to a very small school, and he's one of the very few in the drafts over the years that I haven't seen play very much so it's kind of ironic that Golden State's taking two guys that are from smaller schools and don't necessarily have the big time reps that these big time school players have going into the draft Uh, so I don't have a ton on him for you but my guess is looking at that stacked roster that he's going to be a G League guy for a Mm -hmm. while uh, behind the likes of up-and-coming players on the wing, like, you know, Jordan Poole, Moses Moody. They're going to be miles ahead of this guy. Yeah. It looks like Steve Kerr really
0: liked um, Ryan Rollins' workouts, and I guess these were going on during their finals run, so that's pretty impressive. A A lot of stuff Kerr has to pay attention to. Can you imagine that? They're... Got some people in the front office pulling Kerr aside, like, ah, oh, what do you, what do you think of this guy's workout? He's probably like, what? The, I, I'm trying to win you guys the finals here. I can't, I can't watch film for the next year for a guy we're gonna have next year. But regardless, seems like they like him, but appears to be a project at the same time. Wow, we got a low number, number two. God, they don't give low numbers to guys they don't believe in. I know that from, uh, you know, watching my Celtic players So, move on to number 45 It's Josh Minot Minot? Josh Minot. Minot Minot Small forward from Jamaica But was a freshman at Memphis He's going to Minnesota Another pretty deep roster It appears Oh, whoa on July 17th, 2022 minute signed a four year $6.8 million deal with the Timberwolves. So that, so when they give guys four year deals, that means they really believe in him. So he must've had a really nice summer league perhaps. What, what are um, Josh's strengths?
1: Okay. So I'm first going to say, wow, he's, got a great agent I would say (laughs) oh really Uh, okay this was another one that came right down to the wire and I'm always looking at the lists as far as who's definitely leaving who's on the fence who's returning to college and he was on the fence the whole time during the process and I thought oh he's definitely going to go back to Memphis for his sophomore year didn't play many minutes he was on the same front court as that Jalen Duran that we spoke about in the first round Mm -hmm. going to Detroit Durin was the starting five man. Minot was actually like a backup four man, mostly. Super athletic, really long arms, can run and jump out of the building. No polish to his game right now. He's just maybe a shot blocker, rebounder, very thin build, slight of build. But what's catching everybody's attention, I guarantee you, is the jump out of the gym skills. You know, he can go up and get lobs rebound if he's not getting pushed around but i don't think he has much of a jump shot yet and he didn't even play a lot of minutes at fresh, his freshman year at memphis so we'll see if he gets any extended run at any point next season but i would be surprised i would say this guy's got a great agent
0: yeah seriously because this is a pretty deep roster i I'm not quite sure why they decided to give him that kind of deal. I mean, he must have did really well in Summer League. He's from Boca Raton. Very cool. So, yeah, he's going to be behind guys like Torian Prince, Kyle Anderson. um, I think Jalen Noel is still on this team. See who else they got. They signed a. They signed a few people this off season. They got uh, Anthony Edwards, who's more of a, a two. Oh, uh, Jade McDaniel's, Wendell Moore. Yeah, they got him. Um, that's really it for their forwards. Torian Prince is probably going to get a majority of uh, the minutes from the three off the bench. Yeah, I, I would guess this guy is probably not going to get a ton of playing time this year. So, um, yeah, maybe next year. I don't know. Yeah,
1: McDaniel's got a lot of backup four-man minutes, correct?
0: Yeah, Jaden Jaden seemed to play a good amount of minutes. Yeah, he played 25 minutes last year.
1: Yeah, I would think he would be behind him for the most part. Okay. All right, so we'll
0: move on to our last pick. It's Ishmael Kamagate, center from France. He played Paris basketball, it's a French professional basketball club based in Paris. Um, I, I don't know anything about this guy. Where's he going? He's going to Nuggets this has got to be a draft and stash I don't even know if he played summer league so uh, Greeny what do you know about this guy can you give us a player comp can you uh, tell us what his bread and butter is I know you're always watching Paris basketball at 4am in the morning so what do you think draft and stash probably (laughs)
1: That would be my best guess. I would say that uh, maybe maybe he knows Tony Parker. That would be my best guess. <laughs> That's what I got for you on that.
0: If he knows Gobert. Forestier.
1: <laughs> Fournier.
0: Okay. So we'll be back next time with our final episode for the 2022 draft. It will be the remainder of the second round will be a little short because there are a couple forfeited picks, but we got a couple good guys there. Uh, got a Celtics guy there, only Celtics guy in the draft, so we will go in-depth on that, so stay tuned. And our movie of the episode is from 1994 and is a reminder to how weird and random the 90s were. The film is Blank Man. And it stars Damon Wayans and David Allen Greer. So, while I mostly do want to stick to horror films for the movies I pick out, I gotta say my options were very limited on this page of the Creature Feature book. So, for whatever reason, um, since the book was released roughly in the year 2000, Any popular movie that came out, like, within a few years prior has a a written review that is, like, no exaggeration, three times longer than the average reviews in the book. So this particular page had the Blair Witch Project on it, and it's basically an essay about the Blair Witch where most of the other films are, like, maybe five sentences about the film T.O.P.S., but yeah. uh, The Blair Witch Project thesis took up most of this page, so that only gave me a couple other options. And, um, you know, I've already seen the Blair Witch. I'm not going to do that for this. So there was Blank Man, and I was like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't do this because... I, while I've never seen the movie, I actually own it, believe it or not. I have um, one of those four movies in one DVDs. Um, I bought it because um, I I like the movie White Chicks. What can I say? So, it's White Chicks, Little Man, Mo Money, and Blank Man. So, I was like, alright, well, I have the DVD, so... I'll watch it eventually. Plus, I want to stick to horror films. So there was only one other option. And it was a film called Blast Off from 1967. And I'm thinking it's some random sci-fi movie from back in the day. So I go on IMDb, look up the film. And uh, the only thing that I see that remotely matches the title and year is something called Blast Off Girls from 1967. So I take a closer look, and I realize it's not even the same movie as um, the film on this page. So I was like, alright, how do I do this? Oh, okay. Well, I decide to look up the director and see what he did in 1967. So it turns out there's an alternate title for that film, and it's called Those Fantastic Flying Fools. (laughs) And it's actually a British comedy. So I decided not to do that, since the IMDb title starts with a T, and, you know, I use whatever IMDB gives uh, for my episode title, you know, in terms of the title and the year. That way it's easy for you guys to go and look it up on the most popular movie website out there. So I thought, oh, why? I thought I would confuse people. People would be like, well, why are you skipping to the T's? You, you just skipped like 20 letters. So, decided not to do it, and picked Blank Man. So, while, uh this movie really threw me off. I mean, it, it reminded me how the 90s, theatrical 90s movies kind of just had an anything goes vibe. Which, to be honest, we don't really see in movies today. Movies today are kind of predictable. You watch them, and you're like, okay, I, I see why this was made. Uh, especially any movie you go to see in theaters. I'm actually I'm going to see uh, Barbarian tonight. We'll see if that's any good. Now, I know In Living Color was a big show back in the day, a lot of stars. Jim Carrey was on the show, the Wayans brothers, David Allen Greer. So that was my guess as to how this even got greenlit in the first place. But my God, a $30 million budget for... Uh, A guy who randomly decides to become a superhero Using household items as his cape And gadgets I mean, if this was pitched for a skit in a sketch show I don't even think it would make it to air But in the 90s, I think I don't know I guess no one was really sure about anything They're just throwing things at the wall and you know if you were on a popular show or if you were a star that's made money before uh, Sure, here. Here's some money. Have fun. And that's really what Blank Man is. Hey, people watch your show? Yeah, sure. We'll give you a movie. I don't even think Kevin Hart could get a movie like this made. Not for $30 million. Maybe they'd give him $3 million, but $30 million, No way. It's just random, but, you know, times were different back then. Going to the movies was just such a big part of culture. People would easily go to the movies once a month. Kids... Teenagers, adults, it was just a way of life. And that's just not the case anymore today. Now when people are bored, they'll go on social media, they'll be ticking and talkin', they'll be Insta-ing, Instagramming, They'll be playing one of their three video game consoles that they have. And then if they're really bored, they'll see what's on Netflix. New movies just, they literally have to make a pitch today. They have to say, look, here's why you need to put on pants and leave your house and watch this movie in a room full of 20 other germ-infested people. That's It it takes a lot. And it's usually for superhero movies or anything with crazy special effects. Other than that, it's horror. Horror movies will always be a movie theater staple... ...since a good horror movie gets a, a reaction out of the audience. Like the movie Get Out. Jordan Peele's Get Out was great to watch with an audience... And then there's always teenagers who go on dates. And uh, they want to use the whole getting scared dynamic as a way to get close to each other. But, anywho, Blank Man, so random, takes place in Detroit, which is funny because I just watched another movie that took place in Detroit. I watched Don't Breathe for the first time. Not bad. Pretty good. Uh, so what's Blank Man about? It's about a, uh, a gangster who's controlling Detroit, the city, and, uh, newly elected mayor is trying to keep him under control, but can't. So one of the gangsters kills uh, a woman that's working for the mayor's campaign, played by Lynn Thigpen, rest in peace. She was the chief in Carmen San Diego. But this woman, she just happened to be the grandmother of two men named Kevin and Daryl Walker. Now, Daryl Walker, a.k.a. Damon Wayans, speaks in a uh, nerdy cadence and uh, likes to invent random things from household items. Now, very similar to the gadgets we see Pee Wee Herman make around his house, especially in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Now, Daryl's inventions aren't quite as effective and also look a lot more janky. Kevin Walker, aka the great David Allen Greer, is a news reporter for a smutty, sleazy newspaper, or maybe a TV show, either or. David Allen Greer was introduced to me at a young age when I was watching Jumanji. That's how I remember him, the cop from Jumanji. Just a great performance. His screaming and uh, he does the screaming in this movie as well It's one of the funniest things And He does it, it multiple times in this movie It's great Now other notable cast members include Jason Alexander playing Kevin's boss as You know A, a sleaze bag. he's almost unrecognizable He's Wearing a bald cap too Even though he already is pretty much Bald, but whatever. He's using a different voice as well. Then there's John Polito, Character. Actor. Gangster. He's been in many things. Rest in peace to him as well. Probably know him from Miller's Crossing. Oh yeah, Greg Kinnear shows up for a few seconds as well. So, this clearly was before he b- hit it big. But Damon Wayans, he's dressed up as Blank man To fight crime in the city He's got like a A makeshift robot companion Named J5 Who wears a Detroit Tigers hat And uh Is basically like a Poorly put together version Of the robot from Short Circuit Plenty of hijinks happen There's one scene where A pimp played by what appears to be Like a white dude in his 70s Is threatening a woman For His money. And Blank Man comes and saves the day. And uh, yeah. He also. He's got a motorcycle with a sidecar. But it rides on the subway tracks. So. I mean look. This movie isn't amazing. And after you watch it. You might be like. Why the hell did I just waste my time? (laughs) But. You know. Here's the thing you might not realize it's a quotable movie it is like imagine it's a it's a fun revisit. I'm giving it the Alice rating three out of four stars It's fine it's fine it's it's quotable enough. it didn't irritate me or anything Fun cast. Good mindless movie So Alice rating I want to talk about Something sad Coolio passed away About a week ago Here's the thing I went to Riot Fest Back in September Coolio was there So I saw Coolio Basically 10 days Before he died so it was very eerie seeing the news last week that he had passed. He was scheduled to play 45 minutes. He ended up only playing four songs. But he, he really extended the songs out. He also had he had a lot of help on stage. He had um he had someone uh, singing the chorus for each of his songs, because a lot of his songs have like a R and B type of chorus that uh, I don't even think was him singing in the original songs. He was just singing the rap verses. So he also had a saxophone player. I think he had trumpet player as well. He had they. He did a really good job. He did, and um, you know. It sucks It sucks I, I, I don't know It's still still early Not quite sure Exactly how he died But It's uh It's just very eerie Especially Before the song I'll see you there He Was actually Um Listing off All the The rappers Who had passed You know DMX Tupac Um Big pun Easy Biggie All the All the uh, popular rappers Who are no longer with us It's like little little did he know That you know He was gonna be uh, Hanging out with them again soon I'm sure he had already Met a lot of these rappers before So it sucks Gonna play a little bit of Coolio here Today for the Hip-Hop of the Week, so rest in peace to Coolia, and uh, enjoy things.
2: Every time I think about it, I still can't understand what make these niggas think they don't need a plan, cause if you don't have a plan, then tell me what you got, the old get-rich-quick scheme, Above bust a ass plot. Niggas be punkin' out, low dying over nothing. it's to get a witch doctor with another low take Hickory, read, thievery, trickery, pop a dee robbery, grand theft, burglary, perjury, emergency surgery. APB, they looking for a G. You Ran through a field, had to physically climbed the tree. your deeds and everybody saying you the man low never broke and high off that primo smoke sipping in the sea rolling in the back top Chevy 63 the P-I-M-P on top of the game but now you're getting lame because the yak weed and yeah you playing tricks on your brain you're the four a way out before your game play out because once your game play out you lose all your kids out late one night you was rolling down the block with a half a pound of yak and a twenty dollar Cause you said you was Out like a sucker You dumb motherfucker Now the chase is on And here go the song How in the hell do you think You can run When the helicopter lights at as- is the 80 situation number three, a nigga is released from the penitentiary, who better recognize and visualize, don't be surprised, you better realize, they got a plan for your ass, a cage for the mass, so if you're rolling dirty, then you better have a stash spot in your hoopty, and know the woopty woopty, when the woopty wopty is done nothing you see, he don't know the new game, cause the new game ain't true game, but he better catch up quick, because the The street, minding this business, just happy to be free. And what do we see from the corner of it? Ah, here come one time. So off we dash like that. Set by to his Cause if he get not it's strike number three. And this might be his last day on the street. I bet you next time you listen when But you can't make him free. You can give a man some wisdom, but you can't make him think. Uh, Stitching time saves nine. Dirty bird gets the worm. All you can think about is getting am on your burn. If knowledge is power and power is knowledge, then how so many idiots be graduating from colleges? Yeah? Better to be silent and be thoughtful then to Speak and remove all doubt. Know what I'm talking about? When opportunity knocks, you better let him in and sit him on down and try to be a spirit. In order to be a venture, first you gotta be a beginner. But if you keep on pushing, you could be a winner on up everybody we're moving on up moving on up you're a winner you gotta keep pushing moving on up everybody we're moving on up right. moving on up you're a winner uh, red yellow black white or brown if everybody mind their business we can all get down it all starts in over. because once they grow they go on and once they on they own you got to leave them alone a leader, but if it can't be a leader, make sure your leader is a damn good teacher. And imagine if you were the car and life was a race. If somebody was holding your back, then you would have to give them some space. Put the pedal to the metal and match out low. But make sure you stand in your lane and go stroke for stroke. We don't need no penalties or eliminations or disqualifications. What we need is penetration. I know you heard this before, but sometimes life is what you're making. I ain't the one that's known, but i making the perpetrator. If I was a an Einstein and Phyllis was a killer and Michael Jackson was a thriller, then you can be a winner. Don't push it. True from the good black guy. Woo, we're gonna move on up, moving on up. Lord have mercy, we're moving on up, moving on up. Woo, keep on that You know it's drama, but it sounds real good. You know it's drama, but it sounds real good. You knew the game, and you still ended up on your back. You know it's drama, but it sounds real good. You know it's drama, but it sounds real good. You know what's drama, but it's sound real good You knew the game and you still ended up on your Don't back. So much drama Yo rap. Let me talk about these bitches for a minute But let's get it straight When I say the word bitch, I don't mean all women Cause hookers come a dime a dozen If you thought they wasn't, you can hit this older day. And tomorrow you can hit a cousin Or a mama You got to have drama Nigga, flash some currency and go up in the auntie I'm talking about the scandalous type, low. You know the type that seem to like to take the swipe When it it comes comes to saving saving hoes, Coolio ain't in it it. Don't call me Captain General, Sergeant or Lieutenant This ain't funny, so don't you dare laugh I gave the bitch my autograph, and she gave me some ass But as soon as the hoes tried to get in my pocket I shot her ass away from me, like a skyrocket Take it from a G, period, no comma To keep these hookers on their toes You know the rest you know what's drama, but it sound real good. You know what's drama, but it sound real good. You know what's drama, but it sound real good. You knew the game, and you still ended up on your back. You know what's drama, but it sound real good. You know what's drama, but it sound real good. You know what's drama, but it sound real good. You knew the game, and you still ended up on your back. Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? Huh? Yeah, let me get a Good Burger, extra pickles. What? And what? Kulia. You're Killia! You know that? Oh, Killia! Yeah, yeah, look, just give me one good burger extra pickle. Oh, Killia! You remember killed Kul- oh. What? Man, I gotta perform in a few seconds, man. Can I get my good burger? Oh, okay. One good burger? Oh, that'll be zero bucks. Coolios eat free. <laughs> Take a look at my life, a real life that's because I've been black in the but I ain't never crossed a man that didn't deserve it. Did he be treated like a pumpkin you old know, that's unheard of.